Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for happy hour, because this pod's for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour podcast. My name is Tom Alley. This is episode number 40, Livio Laro building a legacy, and he sure is. If you haven't listened to episode 39, part one yet, you are truly doing a disservice to yourself. This man is incredible. One of the most interesting guys we've ever talked to, and I highly, highly suggest that you do so. You can do so on barstarspodcast.com, where all of our happy hours are archived, and you can listen to all 40 now. You can also follow us on Instagram at barstarspodcast. Check out all of our content that we're putting out there. So when we last left, Livio wanted to refresh his Negroni because we asked him to fill the seats. And if you don't know what that game is, we play a game called Fill the Seats where you have three open seats at your bar and you can put anybody in them for happy hour. Dead, alive, doesn't matter. It's who you want to hang out with for happy hour, who you want to ask questions, who you want to just dive into. And we've had some of the most interesting answers and some predictable some not but these ones are not let's see what he has to say okay i'm back negroni's good 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 and full yes 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 okay so um it was very it's very difficult honestly to find three people and I'm here's i'm adding a little creativity to this meaning i'm making the assumption that everybody gets to do this and because of that, the your common people, your Martin Luther King Juniors, George Washingtons, Abraham Lincolns, yeah. everybody's had a chance to sit with them already, and we already know whatever the questions that would be burning uh, for them are. And so, because of that, I asked my daughter. Right, my daughter is um, my daughter's twelve. And I, because everything to me is about legacy, I asked my daughter and I, hey, I'm, I'm inviting three people to the bar and one of them is not with me and is, uh, you know, none, none of them could be our family, but I want one of them to be for you because if I have them at the bar, then I can ask them questions and then I can oh, give sweet. you the answers, right? And she just turned 12. And so she's in a very interesting era and she said, I, if I would ask that question four months ago, I would have gotten this amazing, you know, lady that flew the first plane. And so she goes, yeah, I want to know about Ariana Grande and how her voice, <laughs> how her voice gets, can pitch so high. Oh, it's so so I, I'm like, yeah, you're not helpful, Gabriella. Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so oh, that's so good. So let's, let's move on with that. So there's this, there's this African American gentleman that gosh seven eight okay so when did we have september 11th i want to say this was 2000 and no uh, 2000 yeah 2001 i want to say this was 2002 there was a a african-american gentleman that made a call to the police and said i see something suspicious and um 
I don't know. It doesn't just, it just doesn't seem right. And you guys should come over. And I, I wish I knew the story better, but of course, this is a impromptu question. And the, the police go there and sure enough, this person was about ready to bomb a building. This is a real story, by the way. This isn't made wow. up. I, I wish I remember it better, but I remember that as the news got there and, you know, the big story, breaking news, this and that, this, the, this black guy was walking over and they said, Hey, what do you have to say to people out there? You I mean, you just saved everything from happening. And he literally goes, if you see something, say something. And he did not even stop. It wasn't about him stopping and telling Didn't even the think world, about it. Yeah. hey, world, I just saved. No, he was no glory. He just walked by and goes, if you see something, say something. And that's where the, if you see something, say something tagline started. It actually started from that guy who in his infinite simplicity and humbleness just wow. said, say something. Hey, dude, if you see something, say something. It makes 100% sense. I would love to sit down and learn a little bit more from that person how to... How to bridge the gap between simplicity and complexity? Because he took something really complex, right? He saved a bunch of people's lives. And he recapped it in a few words that you're like, duh, if you see yeah. something, you say something. I just, I would love to sit down and, and pick that guy's what, what is the And what is that line? What is that line of like, do I say something or don't I? Or like, am, if I do say something and it turns out to be nothing, are people going to look at me like? Yeah, but right now what, you're what making it What the fuck you say something for? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah. in my head about it. In your head, yeah. Do I? I absolutely, absolutely. I remember when my daughter, I brought my daughter to a Halloween jumpy place a few years ago, and there was a gentleman that bought a bow and arrow, and he 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 parks in the. You know, as you know, in Vegas, uh, the they put them in 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 dirt lots. He parks in this dirt lot. There's all these cars parked. There's all these kids jumping and doing all the things, the pumpkin patch, and all that. And he opens the back of his SUV and he starts assembling this thing. And to me, it's a rifle. To me, it's a rifle. Oh wow! My heart. And so I called nine one one. This and that. And and. I made a big deal about it, and sure enough, it was bow and arrow. So I, I, I you know, <laughs> you can take things the wrong sure. way. He was just assembling. He was a guy that bought a bow and arrow, and he was just like you would be if you bought your favorite toy. Sure. He couldn't wait to put it together, so he sent mom and kid to the pumpkin patch, and he's putting together his. Oh toy. wow! And I hear I thought he was going to destroy. But here's the thing the, to me: if, the universe. If we're getting a little bit deeper into this, mm -hmm. I think the magic in see something, say something is like Tom just did, don't go through that whole complicated mm -hmm. maybe, 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 because if you say something and it isn't so bad, no harm, no foul, right? I mean, hopefully at that point. I mean, I think that's just what makes it that simple. There's also, there's also the, the mantra of mind your own business too. Right. There's people that feel that way, like like mind your own business, like right. worry about your life. Don't you worry do about what I'm doing. You bring up a good point. I, yeah, I absolutely, know. absolutely. Yeah. So where's that line? Where do you draw it? Right. It's so true. Well, I but think remember, that's awesome for that guy to just see something, say something, and just keep walking, and didn't want the fame, and didn't want the. There know, was just something that about awesome. that that I could not do. That guy can teach me a lesson because I would have been like, stop, everybody, point the camera at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the second person for me would, would, would be Jerry Thomas. And Jerry Thomas, of course, he wrote the first cocktail book. Uh, he was, he, 
I, th- I think we don't remember what he really gets credit for. Well, he gets credit for publishing the first book. And I feel like that's the story of the of the person that gets recognized for the very last part, the 1% part of his job. In right. order to write a book about cocktails, there was a lot of traveling. There was a lot of asking people questions. There was a lot of, there was a whole lot that went behind um, compiling a book, which, by the way, was originally written for bartenders, from a bartender for bartenders. It was like how to repair a dishwasher. Uh, for dishwasher repair people, uh, <laughs> right. you know, it, and, and then it became so popular that they they had to publish more copies. But I would just love to know what that journey looked like as a cocktail book author, how that first thing happened, and and what when it, what kept him motivated in a time where in order to find out, you know, in order to add a recipe to your book, uh, you either had to have it in your brain or you had to get somewhere when transportation wasn't easy yeah. and, and and put it on paper and and make it available to the public. I I love stories of people that um put a hustle into everything. Hustle is not everything. Sometimes it's actually obnoxious, but when those people find <laughs> the perfect balance between um hustle and a good a, a solution, I'm I'm just incredibly um, uh, uh, enamored or what's the term fascinated yeah by those people and I'm and, and, and again sometimes it's like you don't know what you don't even know what you want to ask them right like I'm on I'm on the call with you today I'm learning so much from you guys but I didn't know what I was gonna learn I just knew I was gonna learn something right and so <laughs> sitting down with with JT or Jerry Thomas um, you, there's something there that you will learn that can fill in all the blanks that all these books that I have have not filled for me because I'm trying yeah. to. My brain wants to know why. I think yeah. that's things. part of the reason that I. I mean, we always joke because I say I hate people like a hundred times a week because you know <laughs> hospitality does burn you out, but it's sure. actually completely the opposite. And the reason that I like what I do is because I do meet so many interesting people and I learn so much that I wouldn't know otherwise. I wouldn't mm-hmm. ever meet that kind of variety or talk to or hear people's stories if I weren't in this, you know, career right. profession. And it's just, it's, it's really cool. Right. We're lucky we know we get to know what we hate because at least we're exposed to it. Right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Such a good point. Um, Last person is a gentleman by the name of Luigi Monzi, and you're hearing it on uh, Bar Stars podcast for the first time. So Luigi Monzi is who I believe, not who I believe, actually. He is the inventor of Sambuca. And- oh, hold on. Time out. We have, we're huge into fantasy football, right? Okay. So we have our personal fantasy football league is uh, myself. And a friend of mine, Kevin Castile, we became friends drinking Sambuca. Oh, wow. Wow. And awesome. so the name of the league is Buca Brothers and Associates. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I kid you not. So mm. please continue because I think that is ironic yes. tell and just that amazing. The story is for you. We were supposed to hear this. It was supposed to be. <laughs> okay. So this cost me a lot of time and a lot of money. And I always put things in pounds because the older I get the more weight I gain. And yep. I've probably <laughs> I've probably put 10 pounds on this one. Um, so 
before anywhere in the world, right, but mostly in Europe, before there was um, plumbing and, and all of that, right, water, which is an essential, the only essential ingredient, by the way, we need, um, was carried around by water carriers, right? And the the typical symbol of a water carrier is a little kid or a lady uh, that has a, a pole and two buckets on each side, right? And the island that I grew up on, Ischia, is actually the first DOC wine of Italy. Now, when Italy announced its DOC wines, it did something weird. I think it announced 10 of them uh, as the first ones, but it announced for whatever reason, five of them on one day and five of them on the second day, even though they were all the first ones. So if you look at it, it on paper, Ischia doesn't come as the first DOC, but it was the fir- in the list of the first 10. So Ischia is a DOC, which for, for the listeners out there means uh, it, it's a geographically protected wine uh, region. And okay. so the island that I grew up on is a beautiful island in the Mediterranean, but on the other side, it's a badass Italian vineyard. It's just a huge vineyard with great uh, white wine. So back in the 1800s, of course, water carriers would carry water to the farmers, and there was always an exchange. It wasn't like there was dollar bills. And so the water carriers at that time, they would flavor the water in order to give it that eucalyptus freshness without actually having refrigeration, they would flavor it with anise or something with anethol because anethol has that mouth, that toothpaste freshness to it and you wouldn't have to refrigerate your water. Um, And in exchange of that, of course, they would get whatever the crop was. One of the things that they did, this was the 1800s, is sugar sugar was more expensive than honey. And sugar was not a thing. Sweeteners were not a thing. They, on the island, they would ask for the wine growers, farmers, who, of course, they would bring water to, for spent grapes. Hey, I'll take your spent grapes, and I'll give you water. They would then, again, this is the first time the world gets to hear this story. I'm I'm giving it away maybe prematurely, but hey. Exclusive. I love it. This is amazing. We do what we do. So they would take this... Sugar, they would take these spent grapes and they would boil them and try to get any leftover from the grape out of it because grapes have sugar in it. And so they would sweeten their uh, anise-inspired water with sugar. Now, everybody, and so that's the story. When they would come, they would, the rod that was on their shoulder was made with an elder berry or an elder flower branch okay and so the elder flower or the elderberry is called the sambuco in italian and latin and many other many other and so because of that there's a mistake that everybody puts elderflower or elderberry in their in their sambuca because they think it's got a <laughs> yeah mistake i'll tell you why it's not so because they're the pole that they had on their shoulder was made of sambuco in the island of Ischia, they would call them the Sambucelli. Hey, the Sambucelli are coming. Elo is like limoncello. Like, it means gotcha. it's a friendly thing. So the kids or the people with the Sambuca pole on their shoulder are coming. They were called Isambucelli. Okay? So then this a gentleman by the name of Luigi Manzi, he was a mason. He was a larger-than-life character, captain of ships. But he brought... 
public lighting to the island. He was an amazing character. And he, uh, one day, took the water from the Sambukeli and added a grape-based alcohol to it. Okay? And he made his Sambukeli, his, uh, what he called, uh, anisette inspired by the local Sambukeli. That's the story. Hmm. Um, and Giuseppe Garibaldi, this is getting a really crazy story, but Giuseppe Garibaldi, who is our general Patton, right, of Italy, he unified North and South. He fought the big fight. Um, Giuseppe Garibaldi came to visit Ischia because Ischia is also a thermal island, um, and it's a really good place to heal your wounds. Really good because it has all these mineral-rich mineral, mineral rich waters, and of course, the, the, the volcano, uh, he, it gives you fresh, you know, warm mud. And so Ischia was a place to come and cure. He comes to cure himself. And because Luigi Manzi was a Mason, he reaches out to Garibaldi and says, you have to stay with me. When you come, you have to stay with me. I will take good care of you. And he serves him his Sambukella Anisette. This is documented. I found it. And from now at that time getting endorsed by uh popular generals and there's a reason why Louis the 13th is called Louis the 13th right it was to be endorsed by Louis the 13th getting an endorsement from those people was like today getting your brand uh you know uh, pimped by Justin Timberlake or, sure. or or P Diddy and so so that's what he was trying to do and he uh, wrote a letter to his wife who at the time was living in another city. I can't believe it. I served my water, my Sambukello water, to Giuseppe Garibaldi. He loved it, and he ordered a case. So that is the beginning of Sambuca, okay? No so way. History lesson, folks. Pay attention. His, history lesson. I want to talk to that dude. Now, of course, some people, oh, and I want to ask him some questions that I cannot get answered. Now, why do I want to do that? Because... And I don't know how much we want to get into this, so you 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 guys tell me how much uh, because the story of Sambuca isn't the is. I want to speak to that guy for that mm -hmm. reason, but right. now we're getting entangled into the story of Sambuca. Um, but in essence, when Giuseppe Garibaldi gets overthrown, because that also happens, everybody who supported him became persona non grata, and because. Manzi was a um, a mason, and he supported Garibaldi and all of that. He had to hide. And where did he go hide? He hid in Rome. And now everybody in the world associates Sambuca with Rome. And everybody in the world associates Sambuca with the elder, not just the elder. Uh, okay. Right? Is that why it Romana on the bus? Romana, right? Yeah. And, and there's these ads, you know, when Caesar won a battle, he didn't eat a salad, implying that Sambuca is from Rome. Um, Man, I feel so much cooler about our fantasy football league now. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk to that guy because I want to get the rest of the story, right? Um, how Sambuca today is not made with a grape-based alcohol. How Sambuca today has a whole lot of sugar when right. sugar did not exist at the time. I want to understand that a little better. I just want to have a drink with the guy and cheers him with some Sambuca. Dude, that's, that's incredible. That's so I have to ask. Yeah, sorry. You mentioned that you spent a lot of time and money and things mm -hmm. and resources getting that story. How mm -hmm. in the hell did you do that? Okay, so 
It's a crazy story. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I can drop a pin on exactly the, not the plot of land, the actual s- square inch where Sambuca was first invented. And so, really? Yeah, I think I can. And Have you so been there? Are, are you a fan of Sambuca? I was As not. As it is now. No, I was not, but... I have recreated what I feel is the original recipe because there's a lot more ingredients in it. I'm, I'm not giving you the whole story because the waters of Ischia flow down these different streams. And as they flow down these streams where the water carriers would get them, they brush on a million other ingredients. A sure. million. So I have recreated what I feel the original one could have, would have, should have tasted like. I went to the extent of pulling the water from that source that was closest to his house, Holy which, I, shit. which I would that make the crazy. assumption. And I sent it immediately to Florida where this company d- dissected it for me. And so so I've this done, is like a life thing to you. Like you've, no, this is, this is tribal. This is tribal. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, this is not, this is going to have an end story. Yeah. 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 And I don't have it yet, but it's going to have one. Absolutely. Um, so I've tried the, what I feel it was like, and I love it. I love it because it's less sweet. It's um, there's there's a few more components to it, right? The island of Ischia is we're in the Amalfi Coast. What's Amalfi Coast famous for? Their lemons. We have lemons and oranges everywhere. There had to be some lemon and some orange in the picture. Um, we have a local uh, thyme called piperna that grows everywhere. I can't imagine it didn't affect the final product. And remember, the water carriers, the reason why I don't feel like there's just one recipe, there can be more than one, was because the water carriers, as they were walking up the hill and to bring people water, if they found a peach or an apricot on the floor, they would throw it in there, right? It was, and nothing right. went to waste. So right. there is some interpretation, but I love what I, when I made the original Sambuca, what I felt was closest to it, I loved it, you know? And, I and of course, I yeah, want to ahead. taste it. I just yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 when we had our academy at Southern, one of our last academies, I made the water and uh, had our, our students try it and they liked it. Yeah, they liked it. And it was just, at that time, it was just the water of the... Um, so how did I spend more money? I'm sorry, because that's... No, it's enough. okay. I'm just... Now, no, I'm, no, no. I, now I'm just going to shoot questions. Yeah. <laughs> so so one of the things I did, just so you know, is on eBay, I put a search. Luigi Monzi, right? And now I get notified from eBay every time anything Luigi Monzi is for sale. I wish I ha- I probably have them here, but you know, but this is not a... Uh, video podcast anyway um (laughs) i got my hands on like 20 invoices and bids that people started sending luigi manzi when he was in rome so before i get too carried away the reason why rome legitimately gets to claim the creation of sambuca is because when Luigi Manzi ran away from Ischia and went to Rome, he opened his first legal Sambuca distillery. Gotcha. And made his first legal Sambuca and sold his first legal Sambuca. So they get that. I'm in generation zero, not generation one Sambuca. What we're drinking now is probably gen two, right? I want to get before that. Sure. Um, 
So, yeah, that's the... So. But there had to have been a moment in your life that was, like, the, like, gasp, like, I have discovered this. Like, yes. I want... Uh, what was that? That Okay, moment. so, good question. So, we are islanders, right? On Ischia, we're on an island, and what do islanders do? We kick back, we drink limoncello, we drink espresso, we... we Damn, and that's we appreci- the life. We appreciate... Right. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the little things, right? Um, but... To the detriment of that lifestyle, we also uh, let people take our lunch money, right? Because we're not. And so one day I was sitting with some bartender colleagues in Ischia. I also founded, was a co-founder of the Bartender Guild on the island of Ischia. So I have ties there that are really fascinating. But one day I was just sitting with them and one of the guys said, oh, by the way, you know, Luigi Manzi, the inventor of Sambuca, he was from Ischia. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And everybody else is like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, Yeah, hold on a second. Well, then why are we letting another city claim our product i want to look at something just got like somebody i felt like somebody had bullied my best friend yeah and it and it took over wow how long has this been how long has this journey been for you uh at least so the incident happened probably 10 years ago the journey's been probably six or seven because you know um the it's fascinating um how you need to be triggered by something, and I'll, and I'll give you an For example. Sure. You need to be triggered by something. In um, the book, Luca Picchi, a friend of mine from Florence, he wrote the book on the Negroni. And every, there's a lot of books on the Negroni, trust me, the way Luca researched every single inch of it was fascinating. And in his preface, he writes, one day as I was looking at some pictures... I stumbled on this old picture, and he shows the picture in the book, of a sign on the side. You can't even read it. And a very small sign. And it says, Drogeria Cazzoni. And the Cazzoni was where the Negroni was was um, invented. He said, that little portion of that blurry picture triggered something into me. And I can't say it better than him. And so that's why I put it on my book. The Liquid Legacy book started because I ran into I saw a picture of Johnny Durlesser. And like... Okay, this is the beginning of a journey. With the uh, Sambuca, that story uh, was the beginning of the journey. But I want to say that I'm, I'm trying to remember what made it step two. Regard, uh, man, regardless, it's just it, the passion of something like that is like to actually follow through with it and. Oh, globally like to go get like, the water yeah, and to actually do like that it is just so impressive it is yeah. unbelievable yeah and, and you and you gotta remember that the well you gotta remember i haven't told you this but the island that i grew up on because it was um earthquake the earthquake prone because of its volcano everything is buried i mean if you google 1881 okay. iskia earthquake it's all rubble and so the history, uh, the real history of Sambuca is buried in an underground city. And so wow. everything involve ex- involves excavation and things like that. But Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is so cool. Thank you. That is so cool, man. That is just, <laughs> you are just one of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. Um, also, Honestly. I well, thank, to, you. thank you. I want thank to you. visit there too. 
What's that? Someday, I want to so one of the things that I want to do with Master Glass is I want to get it a little more tight. I have to. I owe that to the people. But I want to do this thing where I want to finally do my Sambuca show. And then I want to give the opportunity. I want to say, hey, on August, whatever, we're going to Ischia. We're all going to go. I'm going to take you on a journey. We're going to walk the hills of the water. We're going to walk wow. the hills of where he lived. We're going to walk to the point where the Sambuca is. Hell, I might finally bring a shovel and dig some stuff. Out. <laughs> there you go. And I want to make it a a bigger thing. It's just right now, of course, I'm a father. I'm a employee. I'm a yeah. boyfriend. I'm a, I, 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 you know, I, I life always, happens. Life happens. Sure. But yeah. someday. It's so, going no. to happen. Yeah, yeah. You have to be good at, you have to be good. And I think this is a really good, uh, uh, you know, I love my Italian friends. So it's a really good Italian skill. In Italy, we have the ability of not forgetting, but we we can, tomorrow's fine. It doesn't have to happen today. You know, we right. have that, eh, tomorrow mentality. I, I could learn. I could learn. I have the tomorrow mentality. So it will happen tomorrow. Might not, I'm not going to like, you know, get to it right now, but it'll happen. Yeah. And I, I firmly believe that it'll happen. Thank you. I honestly, I am so happy that you've been on the show, man. Thank you. I I literally, I want to have you back and just for story time. Thank you. Like story time with Livio, like we're just (laughs) part of a branch off our podcast right now because it's just it's been such a pleasure. And oh, awesome! Awesome. I'm so glad you live in. We live in the same city because. Yeah. I just want to come hang out. No, I just let's want to do come it. hang out with you. I've got to come to your bar and and I'm fascinated by what's happening in that in that whole area area in Henderson. Um I think it's really I, I was fascinated by it fifteen years ago. A friend of mine laughed at me because I wanted to uh, there was a coffee shop there and I'm like, dude, that coffee shop, it's so neat. And he laughed at me. Every once in a while he'll still tell me. Remember when you wanted to of all your stupid ideas, <laughs> Livia? Remember yeah. when you wanted to take over the coffee shop in Henderson? I mean, come on. And I'm like, it's still a good idea. It's still a good idea. It's such a cool area because I feel that it's, I don't, I mean, this is going to sound very out there, but I feel like the air is different than the touristy strip trap. It's very blue collar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's blue collar people. And it's, it's people that enjoy a shot and a beer, but also can appreciate you know, elevated cocktails. Yes. A little bit and elevated food. And I'm trying to introduce that to that clientele right now. And it can be tough and a a difficult thing to kind of do that. But, you know, um, we're working with Cindy of Dress the Drink and even little things as, as much as garnishes in an atmosphere like that, where people don't expect to see that stuff is elevating Mm -hmm. our beverage program a little bit. And people are now starting to see like, we're doing something a little different that up and down the road that other people aren't. Right. And right, right. that's all I kind of wanted to do and bring there. And I want to continue to keep doing that. That's huge. That's huge. And it's like the story of somebody, somebody bullying your best friend, right? When you see an area like that, that's cute. It's got potential. It's got genuine. It's genuine. And it's so easy to just say, well, that area, what do you want to know? If it's got potential, let's do something about it and let's try to make it what it deserves to be because it's so easy to just kick it to the curb and walk to the strip right, right. it is but it's it not is. that's not what life is about I'm and sorry. i also think like theme of the episode really i mean as much as we everything's brand new here 
uh, for all intents and purposes, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a history down there. It mm-hmm. is a little bit older. There is stories of old buildings. There mm-hmm. is, you know, businesses prior and that mm-hmm. sort of piece of learning about that plays into mm-hmm. it. It's super cool. Right. And people and their struggle and their fight you know, they didn't open it knowing that they were going to go out of business three years later. They opened it and they fought and they, they did, right. every, you know. The American dream. The American that's, dream. That's, that was the idea, yeah. you know. And to, and to some people, if you failed in there, right, maybe your, one, the, your venture after that, um, you got lucky in your, or in you, you were successful. So it served a purpose, but it deserves to be uh showcased and, and what you're doing there tom is really cool fascinating thank you and i uh i definitely i would love if you were to ever come in um and mm-hmm. grace us and mm-hmm. have a oh, bite yeah. to eat and some cocktails for sure let's do it and, and jackie what what you, you mentioned you're in hospitality too what what is your what do you do uh well i've actually been serving in cocktail bars for years but i'm actually transitioning into resorts world now so Oh, are you really? Oh, cool. Congratulations. Yeah, we'll see. I um, I took a few years, I should say maybe a year and a half off COVID, finished my Mm -hmm. master's, thought I would get into something else. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I tell Tom I'm happiest when I'm, I feel at home Mm -hmm. when I'm in hospitality. So Mm -hmm. I haven't truly left yet. Yeah. It's such a good thing. Livio, thank you so much for being here, man. I think it's it's such an honor for us to talk with you and learn from you. And I think anybody who gets the chance to should take that opportunity to learn from you. You are truly a master of your glass and your class of what you do. And I think uh, just thank you so much for spending time with us. Truly, truly appreciate it. I appreciate it. Tom and Jackie, just this is the first time we've met. It's the first time I've seen your faces. Uh, but but I feel like we have uh, started a, a long-term relationship for a really long time. Um, I feel very comfortable I with agree. you guys. New and, friends. Yeah, new friends for sure. And it's nothing but an honor to, uh, to be on your podcast. Thank, Thank you again. You. Thank you, man. It was truly an honor to talk to Livio and... There's so much more to that interview, and but we're going to have him back on. If you listen to the entirety of this episode, we're going to give you a little sneak peek of what he's got coming up. I'm sure you've noticed throughout this episode and the last episode, the audio quality wasn't where we usually have it. We usually want it. It was the first episode recording with some new equipment, and the levels weren't set right, but this interview was just too good to not put out there, so I do want to apologize for our audio quality. And we're back on track. Shit happens sometimes, you know? Thank you again, everybody, for listening. This is our dream, and this is what we like to do, and we do it for you. Check us out again, Instagram at Barstars Podcast and BarstarsPodcast.com for all of our interviews. And send us a message. If there's something you want us to talk about, send us an email. We'll talk about it. If there's someone you believe is a true bar star and you want to get them on the show or, you know, pitch it to us, awesome. We'll see if we can get them on. Um, this is a community and we're trying to grow this community as large as we can. So we appreciate you listening. And if you really like what we're doing, you're like, these, these guys are awesome. There's a barstarspodcast.com. There's a button called buy us a cocktail and you can buy us a cocktail and it just helps support the show. And we really, really appreciate that as well. And we can't wait to give you the next interview until next time, everybody. Cheers. So 
just one thing for you guys. I have a bar station that I have developed.